Hello, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to Divine Relationship Goals, a part of my Father and Me podcast. My name is Sarah Grace, and I am here with my sister, once again, Tamitra. Um, we also have a special guest with us, Kia, Kia Lene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so tonight we are going to actually get into um, a discussion that is uh, near to the both of us, actually myself and Kia. Um, but before we even get started, I want to usher in the Holy Spirit and I definitely want to get us started with a prayer. So let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you so much for getting us through another week and starting into another week, Father. We know that your promises and your mercies are new, and we can't wait to see what you have in store for us this upcoming week, Father, as we are going into a discussion that is pertaining to your word, Father. Allow us to hear your voice. Hear your voice right now, Lord. Thank you for allowing your word to speak life into all those who are listening, speak love to the hearts that need to be mended and hear your voice right now. And thank you also for words of wisdom, words of wisdom um, being received in every ear that is tuning in right now. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Tonight, I actually named this episode <laughs> My Fortitude, His Grace. Um, I was just like, I'm just going to take that because uh, it, it's, it's like, it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect um, when we're going into the discussion of our well-being and our healing um, as it pertains to, you know, our journey in, in God and what he allows us to see as we're going through our trials. Um, Kia is here um, as an invite. She actually started a blog herself <clears throat> and it's called My Fortitude, His Grace. And um, I was first wanting to reach out to her because um, I support everything about her journey um, and her struggling with her health and then even putting herself out there. I know how difficult that is because I didn't want to do it at all. And I told her that that was something that I stayed away from as I was going through what I was going through. But Kia is an uh, endo and PCOS warrior and a mental health fighter. Um, she is a wife and an amazing bonus mom to two beautiful kids. And she created um, the Instagram page as a blog for herself, going through her journey as an Indo and PCOS warrior. Um, and that that blog is actually called More Forty to His Grace. And it is her way of sharing her testimony and her journey with the world and um, her just stepping into her season of faith and surrendering her plans to God and what that means as she is going through this journey. So we welcome you. We welcome you, Kia. We thank you for joining us. Thank um, you. It is definitely an honor having you. And um, I commend you first for just your bravery, because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> and thank strength. you. Yeah, and your strength with just wanting to do that. So I know 
when it come when it came to myself. Um, I really shied away from putting myself on any platform, uh, whether it we gonna call it pride because that's exactly <laughs> what it was. But whether I thought it was that or not, or you know, uh, well for me, I claimed it as I didn't want anyone to feel sorry for my for me or you know because I didn't feel sorry for me or have pity in some form. And then of course, you know, I was always you know, taught a certain way, like, you know, you don't want everybody in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, because everybody don't know how to pray, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Uh, and I certain, you know, certain things. But when I saw that, you know, you stepped into this light and I was like, I need to let her know that I agree. I come in agreement with you because it took me a long time mm-hmm. to even step out like that and share my testimony. And even with I, I mean, my health journey has continued into even now um, as a health coach. Um, that's what it really transformed me to be now an advocate for others and their well health, wellness and, and health. So without me going into too many things, because I will take it there, uh, <laughs> Kia, <laughs> can you explain to us? Um, just your your diagnosis and your chronic illness with us and share what you go through day to day so we can get that. Absolutely. So just to piggyback off of what you were saying, it definitely took, I mean, some tugging because I was just like, I am not about to put my business out there. You know, everybody's not going to receive. And just like what you said, like everybody can't pray for you. And then I feel like I'm in such a delicate season where I can't afford to be mishandled. I can't afford mm. to be having conversations with the wrong people or the having uh talking prayer or health or um you know healing with those who don't have my best interest at heart or you know you have people that come against you that you know what yes. things they do behind your back, behind closed doors and I'm just not in that space where I can afford that. But I just felt like God was like, okay, I'm not going to tell you again, you know, like (laughs) it's time. So I just got to a point where it was like, I just kept hearing whether it was like a show or like other podcasts or social media where I got to a point where it was just like, it's bigger than you. It's not about you. And so I just took that with me and I was like, okay, I was talking to my sister Shari and I was like, this is what I'm thinking about. And she's, she's one of those people, she's a minister and she's one of those people, she's just looking at me like, we've just waiting on you, you know? So, but to go back to what um, that I was diagnosed with, I was diagnosed in 2016 with um, endometriosis. Um, and basically, I, I'm still learning every day about it. Um, but basically, from my understanding and the research that I've done, it's kind of like how every month our lining sheds. Well, mine doesn't. It grows. And it's extremely painful. I have never birthed children, but I feel like it's up there with childbirth. Um, like it's 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 crippling. Like you can't do anything. There's no movement. You're like fetal position. And it and the thing with it, it, it has flare up. So it's not something you can track like a monthly cycle. It's not something you can say, okay, it's going to come this day or that day. It just literally, you could be walking down the street, I mean, going to work or what have you, and it just hits. And so not only do I suffer from endometriosis, I also suffer from PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I have been told um, 
a couple of years ago from an older uh, old doctor um, that I no longer see, but that I uh, may have had it. And then so when I started to go through my endo journey, I mentioned it, but the doctor at the time didn't really put any emphasis on it or, you know, like go deep into it. And which is a whole nother topic. I mean, this just goes into we're advocating for yourself and seeking a second opinion. So I um, start more recently as I wanted to work on healing naturally. I started going to um, Dr. Rogers. She's um, her Instagram is uh, Black Doc Truth, and she specializes in everything that I'm going through. And so with PCOS, it's kind of like I have, I'm not diabetic, but it's like I have insulin. I'm resistant to insulin. So carbs and everything like that work against me. Um, My hormones are like out of whack and out of balance. And, you know, with that causes infertility, Mm -hmm. flare ups, inflammation um, internally, extreme pain, fatigue, um, brain fog, all kind of stuff, extreme like I can't even tell you. I could just be sitting on the couch and just be tired. <laughs> like, and I'm not even doing anything. But these are all the things that come with these diseases. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially black women, don't know anything about it. Had mm-hmm. before I got diagnosed with it, I had never even heard of it. And that's another issue with our um and within our community community is not a lot of people aren't talking about it. Um, so it's definitely something that kind of gave me a little bit more comfort with my decision to come full, come out and just showcase myself to the world and just be transparent with my testimony. Because like a friend of mine once said, you can save someone's life um, because Absolutely. someone is suffering in silence and don't even know where to start to even get help. And so that's what I hope, I hope my journey can do. Amen. Amen. Um, With myself, (laughs) I think that's what I realized towards the the middle to end. So I have uh, I have another sister, not this one, Corlette, um, who was like she was also pushing me to do and get out there and share. And I was like, nah. Like, cause her, I, I'm assuming just her watching me go through all of this and um, uh, knowing that I definitely had, you know, this, this thing that I was not, I don't feel like I was suffering with it, but I just needed time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want time. Um, but God revealed to me in certain ways as, cause we in and out of clinics all the time when you got a diagnosis that's chronic. Right. And I don't think people realize that either. Like I still I'm living a life. I'm a mother, too. And at that time I was doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing too much stuff, actually. Um, but when I started to decline, I had to let go of everything. And right. so um, even with me going in and out of the hospital and in the clinics and everything else, I would find myself ministering to others there. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with being there and educating them because I actually do have a healthcare background as well. So it was different. Me as a patient look different. (laughs) They do say (laughs) those who are like healthcare workers are the worst patients. And I believe it. I believe it because I was. Um, even, even with what you had experienced with doctors, not really having all the information. I have to remind people like, 
these doctors are practicing. I work beside doctors. They are practicing. I had to remind them of certain things and how mm -hmm. to do a certain procedure. So I'm telling you, they are all human and um, not, you know, not at to fault at a fault or anything like that. I don't want right. to say don't go to your doctor, but right. you have to advocate for yourself. You have to find out, you know, um, things for yourself. I was always taught you should know yourself better than anyone else. Actually, that quote was twisted. I made it that quote. It was actually from my uncle. He said, he's a mechanic. You should always know your car better than anyone else. And I equated that to my body. You right. should always know um, what's going on in every detail of it, every facet of it. And another reason why I wanted to share it on this platform too, because in Divine Relationship Goals Group, we are discussing how we are centering every aspect of our life and how God informs us and instructs us on everything. And this is an area that he cares about. He cares mm -hmm. about what our bodies are going through as he is using it. He's not only just seeing you through this life with purpose, he is living in you. To right. ensure that you fulfill it. And he he cares about your health. He cares about what's going on. And so should you. Absolutely. And so when we move forward and looking at um, what he has provided for us is food. And I know a part of your journey, which I've already seen you share, is that you had to change your diet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm you want to really you want to share about that? You want to share about that because I know Thanksgiving is coming up, and listen, <laughs> I'd be I hurting too. <laughs> this is probably one of the areas that my husband and I we, I mean, it's funny but not funny. But I know he has my best interest at heart. But it's like I almost had to. I basically had to change my diet, cold turkey. And so when you've been eating something. A, or a certain way for 33 years, it's kind of hard. And I'm not going to sit up here and say, like, I don't have a day where I don't eat a piece of bread that maybe I shouldn't have had. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm hungry. It's worth it. I'll be all right. You know? And so I have times, well, let me backtrack. So I got diagnosed in 2016. Um, didn't know anything about endometriosis. I was seeing a doctor um, from a second opinion. And I actually really like this doctor. Um, I think he did what he needed to do for the amount of time he needed to do it. However, it got to the point where I was starting to get boxed in. And a lot of people if kind of don't understand like with chronic illness, I feel like you, you, you kind of get put in this category. Like, so anything that you're going through that you suffer with is automatically your disease. They don't even think to look at anything else or any other possibilities to what it could be. It's just, oh, it's automatically endometriosis or PCOS. And so this year when I met um, Dr. Rogers, right, I think it was right before the honeymoon or right before the, right after the wedding, I can't remember, but she basically was like, I'm going to test you for food allergies. And I was like, what? You know, I had never even heard of that, that being a thing, not thinking that would equate to what's going on. And she was saying there's a lot of foods that we eat that trigger inflammation, that cause inflammation, that keeps it going, that, that it feeds off of that. And I didn't understand that. And so long story short, she tested me and I was allergic to pretty much all the things that I love to eat. Shrimp, <laughs> yeast. I, anybody who knows me know I love bread. <laughs> Always. Uh, strawberries, uh, the spice cumin, um, apples. And I... <laughs> 
I was like really upset because I really I love shrimp because I had kind of weaned myself off of um beef and pork. So really all I was eating was chicken and shrimp. So I'm like, now I don't have shrimp. Then they're saying they need to kind of step back from chicken as well because of all the hormones in it and that affects your endo and PCOS. So I'm like, what y'all want me to eat? <laughs> and so it just comes to a point where you have to be intentional about your healing. Absolutely. And it's going to come with sacrifice. It's not going to be easy. I always, I, I, I'm very hard on myself, but I'm learning to allow myself a certain level, a, a level of grace where it's okay if you mess up. Okay. Yeah. You had that rib you shouldn't have had last night, but today, you, the next day you woke up, <laughs> it's a new day to start over. Go ahead and cleanse your body, drink water, you know, do what you need to do because you can't change the fact that you didn't have that rib. So at the end of the day, if your journey is to heal yourself, it's going to have to start from the inside out. After you get into the mental part of it and change yes. your mindset, then you got to start to work internally because foods, um, drinks, juices, all that kind of stuff feeds these diseases, cancers, chronic illnesses, all that. And you can't say, oh, I want to be healed. I want to be healed. But you're not. Faith without work is dead. You can't say, I, I want to be healed. I want to be healed. And then you, you're not putting the bread down. You're not drinking water. You're not exercising. You're not you're doing what you need to do. And I have to, I have to do that for myself because I mess up all the time because, you know, we're, we're conditioned for so long to eat a certain way and, um, that's just how we grew up, but Absolutely. we got to a point where I got tired of being in pain, and I was like, "Enough is enough." And then you have my, you have, and it's not your pain. Yeah, it is your pain, but there's other people involved. You have family, you have um, spouses, you have parents, and there's days where you know the ambulance is being called, and my mom is wait thirty minutes away, and my husband is at work, and and everybody's scrambling trying to get to me, and it's like I don't want to keep putting my family through that, let, let alone being going through it. So I got to do right. something different. And that's okay. You're going to mess up, but that's okay. Every day you wake up is another day to get it right. And um, I see you, Valerie. Thank you. Thank that's you for the mom. prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the prayers, Valerie, Valerie Williams. Okay. Yeah. Hey, mom. <laughs> um, I'm Well, let me go ahead and share what I'm diagnosed with. It's not endometriosis or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I have, um, well, I was diagnosed when I was 16. Uh, so actually, I was in high school. Y'all, I know Kia from high school, you guys. <laughs> we went to school <laughs> together. Um, and I didn't let anyone know then. Like, you wouldn't know that I was diagnosed with anything because I still did everything. Like, I still played right. sports. I still, you know, did what a child does. Um, but I was diagnosed um, with autoimmune hepatitis. Um, which actually resulted in multiple autoimmune deficiencies. So I have Crohn's um, as an as a effect of that. Of course, I lost my spleen as well because my liver was overworked um, <clears throat> and uh, had low blood. So I know about the tired. And uh, of course, when I was going into my liver failure, I definitely experienced going into uh, what they call encephalopathy, which is just going into like a, um, I call it a big brain fart, but no, <laughs> uh, you start to forget things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and even like you would forget who you are, 
And I remember when the doctor first told me that I would experience moments like that and go into like a coma-like state mm. um, and that I wouldn't remember <clears throat> certain things. As soon as I felt myself getting to that, that space, I would immediately start naming my family members because I never wanted to forget them. I was like, mm. I will never forget the people that I love. I'll forget how to write, read or whatever else, but I won't forget this. And so I would recite that over and over again so that until my brain came back to me. And sometimes it didn't. I just had to be rushed to the hospital right. so that they can, you know, uh, help recover me. But I went through those phases off and on. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, a lot of us uh, don't really realize the effects of food, even with me. Like I ate healthier than most people around me. Yes, I still ate burgers and stuff. And I'm still a human being, y'all. Uh, but <laughs> um, I actually, like I said, I was an athlete. And you would think, okay, um, even with what we know today, there's people who get cancer and they're like the healthiest people. They're marathon runners. Why is that? It's really health is the way that our systems respond to what we consume and even just our environment as a whole. And the fact that we don't even keep up as as human nature, we don't even keep up with that. <laughs> that is something that we have to pay attention to what we're exposing ourselves to, Absolutely. not just the food that we consume, yes. but it is mostly the food that we consume and um, understanding even the, the basic science behind what it does, because there are certain foods that you would think is healthy that I can't mm -hmm. eat because mm -hmm. it'll trigger an inf uh, inflammation. I'll be inflamed or I'll go into pain. Right. Um, so I get it, all of what you're saying. <laughs> Everything is like very tedious or I have to measure out certain things that I can eat because I can't eat too much of it either. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something as a coach that I'm really adamant about helping people understand too. Like it's really about how your body is responding to this and then working with them about how they view food as well. Mm -hmm. God has given us this as a resource for our healing on purpose. Like he does everything intentionally and we should be doing it intentionally Absolutely. as well. Because what it produces in us is our, uh, how effective we are as, you know, what we do as far as being stewards over our children. We have things to steward over and one of them is our bodies. You already know, I'm thinking about how I gotta let go of these gummy bears. Like you just you know, you gotta let them go. But me, me and her fight. We fight about <laughs> she how fight she eats. with me about these gummy bears. But I want to keep them. <laughs> I but that's that's the thing. That's the thing too. Like we don't realize how much right. we have been programmed. Um, but that's I mean, food. Right. Food is how we you know uh, socialize. We do a lot of things in Cope. food, and then we gotta exactly. In some some ways, yeah. it's a coping mechanism. We do a lot of things with food. We eat food. When uh, at wakes, <laughs> I mean, at uh, no, I'm sorry, at the repast, yes. we do it for every occasion. Mm -hmm. We celebrate with food. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as a result, we don't, in our minds, we're not thinking about what it does, but that's, that's the point. We got to start making God a part of those decisions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, he just absolutely. those, we think that He's not a part of those, and that He is. He even went to a point where he's discussing in the Bible what to eat and not to eat. Mm -hmm. So 
<clears throat> yeah, a part of me going through the process with others and, you know, teaching them certain things. I also pray with them and give them scriptures behind why it is we have to discipline ourselves in this way. Because mm -hmm. honestly, most of the food we eat is it's fake food. Uh, yeah. It's fake food. <laughs> what? You uh, exactly. He wants us to eat from the earth. That's what he commanded. The the tree that bears fruit and things that come from seed is what we should be eating. <laughs> God commands us to do that. And he gives us instructions because mm -hmm. he wants to protect us, because he has fashioned us in a way where um we are for wellness and for health and for what is holy. Right. That's what is acceptable. That's why we can't take on too much or we go into anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. All of it affects us. It's definitely, <laughs> you know, food is medicine. Yes. And then <clears throat> also it can be something harmful that we're putting in our bodies. Right. And I think about our, um, our grandparents and great grandparents. They had some long lives. They were planting. <laughs> they were growing from the garden. Matter of fact, almost everything they ate came from their own garden. And, and somehow we've stepped away from it, you know. And I can't even imagine planting and growing my own food at this point. But I'm sure it's possible. And we grew up around it uh for summer vacations <laughs> but yeah so you know and I, I think about that and I'm like you know we have we've gotten so far away from it just um getting consumed in the hustle and bustle of everyday life and right. the things, that's what it really is the way the world has <laughs> yeah. been constructed or reconstructed and and then it's it's real it really has affected us. Like this mass producing of the meats with all the hormones in it now. You know, our kids are bigger than they would have come out, you know, years ago. They come out bigger. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. They they are born bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you and then the girls, they start cycles earlier and all of that. So it's, I mean, we have all this going on. And Kia, when you was talking about food allergies, I I have thought about that's something that I probably need to do is to look yes. into that. Yes. <laughs> Just because she, like you say it like it's new. <laughs> Well, listen, do it. I do think it. about it, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it you don't and know. then know I can't eat this. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, think that's what it is because I'm always, you know, uh, how, how I feel about being touched and stuff. A part of it is my skin is sore, you know, like I'm always having soreness. You know, in my arms and extremities, I always have soreness, which was just normal to me. I never really thought about it, you know, but you're not supposed to, if somebody just randomly touch you, feel like you bruised. Mm -hmm. So I know that that's inflammation, but I never even, I mean, I'm like, I'm okay, <laughs> I, you know, because I don't got used to it and I just kind of ignore it, you know, but 
that's something that you know I know that I need to look at, and it's it's always out of sight, out of mind for me. I guess until something else comes up and it's something really big, and I'm be like, oh Lord, I should have looked at it right. But yeah, you should definitely. I'm gonna put it at the top of my list. I need to go Mm -hmm. see what I'm allergic to. I mean, it's usually with us women. I know we have a high threshold or tolerance for pain. And so mm-hmm. we just be like, oh, we can live through it. We can, mm-hmm. we got this until we just all yeah, the way out. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what God doesn't want us to do either. He's not just asking us to live. He wants us to be abundant. Mm-hmm. He wants us to thrive in this lifetime. Right. We shouldn't have any pain. <laughs> that's the right. thing. Like certain people are just living in this and suffering and um not really feeling like because I know that was me not really feeling like with my diagnosis it was just like you'll eventually need a transplant that's what they told me at 16 and they told me this at 16 um and of course for me I wasn't in that mindset yet so I'm just like okay there's no cure for this but I didn't have to stay there. Like I could have been working on reversing all of it, but it's all because, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't surrounded by, you know, certain people that were in the, in the knowing. And then also uh, of my environment, like I'm a teenager. Of course, I'm just going to want to do what I want to (laughs) do. Especially if you tell me I can't do anything about it. This is just an autoimmune Right. You know, deficiency and it's about what your body is doing to itself. But it's like you can reverse that. And it's never too far long. Right, right. I feel it's like never too far long. I feel like that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants yes. us to stay oh, because we hear chronic, because we hear no cure, you know, there's just nothing we can do about it. But if we just change our mindset. If we just really just take control of our journey and put God first and keep him in the center of all things, he will supply you with the resources. He will put you at the right right place at the right time, having the right conversation with the right person where you meet new doctors or, you know, healthcare people that can really help you. And that's why on my journey, I was like, my, my new doctor was like, what is it that you need from me? I said, I need one of the things I need from a doctor. I need a doctor who's going to advocate for my for me and my body. I don't want to be filled with a bunch of medicines, masking my symptoms, masking my pain. No, I want some healing. I want to see what is going on. If there's something else going on, we need to know so we can tackle it because we get so. And I've just my mom um, tagged me in this video the other day with Brandy Harvey, we get so comfortable, we get so loyal to our suffering that we don't even realize that there's a way out, that there's another way, that you don't have to stay here. And yeah, okay, we ha- I have endo, there's no cure. Yes, I have PCOS, there's no cure. However, what I can do is change my eating. What I can do is drink water. What I can do is exercise. What I can do is change my mindset. And, and it also goes back to what you just said, Grace, that um, having the right people around you, that, that makes a difference. That's just, just as important as having the right doctor. Because if you have people around you that are that can't speak life into you, that can't pour into you when you feel empty. I know 
for me, I'm gonna try to. Okay, see, I knew it was coming. I knew for me. <laughs> it's all right. If um, <laughs> if I didn't have the people that I have in my life, I wouldn't have made it. And I will never forget <clears throat> a conversation that my mom and I had right here um, in the living room, and she had to come get me. I think my husband was at work and I was home alone. I was on leave and I was just not having a good day. And one of the things that kind of pulled me back into my reality was when she just like grabbed me and not shaking me or anything, but she was just holding me and she was just like, come back to me. I need you to come back to me. And at that point in time, I was at a moment, I was at a point where I didn't feel like I had fight. I'm that one that everybody always comes to for advice, whether it's boyfriends, relationships, whatever's going on. And a lot of times I've poured into people and left myself on empty or poured, poured from an empty cup. And a lot of times we don't realize it and it drains you. But I had to have people like my mom or like my sisters, like Shari, um, Stephanie. I had to have people in my life that said it's OK not to be OK. It's okay to not wake up and do do dishes or to cook or whatever the case may be because also we're mothers, we're wives, we're we're daughters, we're 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 sisters, we're aunts, we're all these things, and we get so condemned. We're so used to suffering. We're so used to just doing it because that's what we've been conditioned to do, and it's so important that you take the time for yourself. It's so in time, it's so important that you are intentional about, I call it being a little self, and then even being selfish, but that's what I call it. And just taking care of you, because if you don't take care of you, who's going to be, no, you can't give to anybody else. And these people, these people in my life really saved my life, whether they know it or not. Because I was at a point where I was losing, literally losing my mind. Like the week that the, the week I was got engaged, I didn't even know I was getting engaged. But my mom was like, do we need to take you to a facility? I mean, we're like literally looking at facilities, reading these reviews. And I'm like getting scared. And I'm like, these people sound, it sounds like something out of a movie. Like you can't get out. Like it was just too much. And I was just like, I can't do that. And my mom was just just telling me, she said, just come back to me. And I always think of that Helen Baylor song. I had a praying grandmother, except as my mom. But and she got to a point in the song where she was like, she had hit rock bottom, but she knew enough to call on the name of Jesus. And that's what I had to do. I said, God, just don't take my mind. I I, I don't feel like I can see my way right now. I don't I don't, I know I can pray to you. I don't I don't feel like I'm hearing, I don't feel like you're hearing me, but I know enough that you're there. The devil is a lie. I know I'm not, I know whose I am, even though I may not feel it, even though I may not see it because I'm so consumed with all this pain and all this sickness, but you're not going to make, you're not going to tell me that God ain't who he is. You're not going to tell me that God is not real. That I know for certain. And he showed had a job moment. That's a job moment right there. That's what that is. <laughs> yes, his body was afflicted with pain. Everything around Every him was way. going crazy. Mm -hmm. it, the devil was taking his children out. Like everything was going on, but he did not curse and blaspheme the name of God. And he knew who he was. 
you know, and um, sometimes that's the, we get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes we get to that point. I mean, going back to the point of Tamitra not wanting to, you know, figure out or find out, you know, all, all of her ailments, right? right. Um, it's that fear that we have that will be deprived of something. So human nature abhors deprivation. We don't want to be told what we cannot do because we want to maintain this autonomy and our independence. But the truth is we are not in control. We got to let that go. That's one thing that my, my healing process taught me the most. When you are stripped of everything, even your ego, mm -hmm. <laughs> about how you, was, you always help people and people come to you. Mm -hmm. You got to learn that um, in this life, what we call life wasn't, wasn't your own. You didn't establish yourself by yourself. Right. That's why our relationships are important. It allows us to see God work. And I actually wanted to say the scripture real quick. It's in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, because it reminded me of that, um, of this moment. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, who are burdened, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. He wants all of you to be him. He is the healing. He is. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the food, if you really realize it. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like I said, all of that is the resource from the actual source. He spoke life into the things that give us life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about y'all, but it ain't nothing like the real thing. No, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he said That's for good. my yoke is easy That's good. he will give us ease and all this dis-ease that we're trying to hold on to the dis-ease of and you know the things that are trying in our lifetime we're in our lifestyle as well like with the work the work that we're consumed with and the lifestyle we, we want to hold on to that brings us dis-ease but he's just telling us to be easy mm -hmm. with him and he'll provide everything. 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 Mm -hmm. The healing that you need mentally, spiritually, physically, it'll all manifest in time when you learn who he is. Right. <laughs> right. In your life, mm -hmm. in relationship to, to just you. Yes. Okay <laughs> with a price. That's actually one of my foundational scriptures for um, my health coaching. I was just sharing that with Kia. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? But it also goes into even more um, saying that you are not your own. You were bought at a price and therefore honor him with your bodies. Why are we honoring God? Because of what I said before, he created you knowing exactly what he wanted you to accomplish in and through this earth. And he can't do it if you all beat up. And dragging yourself around. You're doing all this work to enjoy a lifestyle, but you can't because you steady going back and forth in a hospital or in pain and you can't right. let anybody touch you and you can't really enjoy the things that you have labored. Right. Like, why? Because you want to hold on to what again? <laughs> like <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's not worth it. I was at the end. I was losing my life. And I had to decide what was more important in those moments. And in those moments, it was not about anything else except for, oh, I'm about to get, I'm about to get there too. Praise God. 
<laughs> but what God was working in my purpose, he showed me that above everything. I shared a little bit last week when I was on uh, with Kamisha and we were talking about waiting on the Lord. It wasn't until that last, that last <clears throat> breath of me saying, let your will be done in my life, God. Up until that point, I really hadn't said that. I just had been doing, even with what I said, you know, um, ministering to those who would come to my bedside or even going to others' bedside. I watched a lot of people die around me before I got to where I received my transplant. <laughs> but in that last moment, before they actually told me that I would be getting one, Oh, I want to go into that too. <laughs> um, I had let God know, like, if I walk up out of this hospital again, I'm not coming back. I told him that. I was like, I'm not coming back. And it's just let your will be done. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is it. Because I was tired. Yeah, I, was so done. I was done with me trying to get better. Thinking that it was me anyway. And that's when the doctors came in and was like, we can either discharge you or you can you can have this liver. Um, what another part of that story is, I told God everything I didn't want to do. I didn't want to get a transplant, by the way, and you don't have to get one. But he had broke my pride even in that area of how I wanted to be healed, by the way. <laughs> and I even said, I would not take one from a child, right? And the liver that I have now was actually from a 17-year-old who I talk to their family every year on my transplant anniversary. Um, <clears throat> I still keep in touch with them, bless their souls, um, as they're going through still the transition of, you know, their daughter. And I even said that, though. And I, and I was like, God, I, I said what I said. <laughs> But don't let it be a child. And he still did that. And I had to say, you know what? You're in control. Because in even in those moments, he had already let me know what my walk would be from this point on. And I promised him that I would do exactly that. That's how this podcast started. I actually held off on it for a couple of years, by the way. Um, I was still kind of hard-headed. But, <laughs> but that's why I started this to allow people to know about who he is, not just about what he does, learning of him for real, for real. Cause we keep him isolated in these boxes, right? We just want to put him mm -hmm. in this space. We don't want to put him here, mm -hmm. even with our way that we consume our food. He done taught us how to chew our food. Do y'all know that? <laughs> Look, I, gotta, I will not bust open the scripture this time. <laughs> But I'm letting you know <clears throat> there are certain things that we should eat, even a way that he has taught us how to consume it. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's all not because he's trying to deprive us of anything, but he's trying to show us exactly what we were created to become. Absolutely. And if we keep holding on to the pride and the things of this world that have told us that we have to be this way, even with um, you know the hustle and bustle of things telling us we gotta do things like that. No, chill out. God has time. That means you got time. <laughs> Amen. It gives you time to learn right. exactly what it is. We've been talking about the kingdom, this knowledge of good and evil. It's, it's about him helping us to understand what we have 
really distorted the information that we do know into. That's how we got here. Mm-hmm. All this this process world. Your family. Your family is <laughs> deep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. That's love, Tia. I know you have people, you got a whole army. Uh, I know that's the one thing that set me too. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we're calling it. I done told her everything. I didn't even like looking at myself in the mirror. Y'all, I lost so much weight. I was like 89 pounds. Um, absolutely looking like a skeleton. And I was telling her how I just hated this whole process. This is just, uh God is taking everything. Right. That's what I was like. When, how you guys see me today, how everyone sees me today, I'm, it is not about me building some way that I want to look or any. This is about full healing for me. Mm-hmm. It's about the health that I came to proclaim God is in my life. Praise God. I um I, I shout out to support systems because <laughs> it's it's just all my they seen they didn't seen everything first. Time. I mean all of you just just <laughs> just naked like just every just full transparency and not no judgment um because it, it's easy to be there when everything is all good when you're not going through anything where you're not experiencing anything where you don't have any trials, but when you look around when them trials and tribulations hit, when you, when you at an all time low, when you can't find the strength to pick yourself up where you are just broken, you really have to take observation of who's around you in that moment. And in that time, because in my journey, one of my prayers, a consistent prayer of mine is that, God continues to bring the right people in my life and remove those who be me no good. I don't care if it's family, friends, grandma, grand. I don't. I mean, honestly, I really don't care because I can't. Like I was saying earlier, I cannot afford in this season to be mishandled. Like I just, I'm too vulnerable. I'm too open in my journey to let somebody drop me you know what I'm saying like drop the ball when it comes to me and you can't you're gonna find even your best closest closest friend like your home girl you're gonna find that I can't pour into her right now. I can't I can't share certain things with this it doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't mean anything negative about them everybody has their respective place in your life and you have to decipher between that because you can't release to everybody um, you have a homegirl that might you might crack jokes with that you can laugh with, but she can't pray you through anything. And that's mm-hmm. okay, but that's not her journey. You know, that's not her thing. And that's nothing wrong with that. And so you just have to be mindful of your support system and who you're connected to because you cannot, you can't always, you can't release to just anybody. You can't. You have to find somebody, you have to find people who can handle what you're going through and handle your journey. Um, and that's going to love you in spite of that's going to love you when you say, no, I can't go or mm-hmm. that's going to love you when you say I can't afford to do that or I can't help you this time. I can't help you through your boyfriend issues this time because I'm going through and and, and you got it. Yeah. I'm just saying because no, we right here. These are things that I really do go through and I have. Yes. People that I love to this day, and it's just like, mm-mm, I can't help you with that right now. If it 
if it like they say, if it costs you your peace, it costs too much. And you all out of whack and you frustrated, you irritated about somebody else's drama. You know, they come in and you like, girl, he did this, or girl, they you know saying they done did this or they done did that. And it's like now you mad about something that don't even belong that have nothing to do with you. Like I was yes. telling like the um the uh video I was like watching the other day, um, Brandy Harvey. How often do we find ourselves picking up stuff that doesn't belong to us? Put that stuff back on the shelf. It ain't yours. And, and I had to tell my husband that the other day because my husband is, just, he, he's, he's, uh, um, he gives himself a lot to a lot of people and a lot of family. And it, I can see when it drains him. And I had to mm. stop him dead in the middle of Sam's. I said, let me explain something to you. You have got to be okay that you can't be everybody's everything. You cannot pick up everybody's burden, everybody's issue, everybody's problem because it's not meant for you. It's not yours. You can't be Superman all the time, and that's okay. And and I and and that helps me. I have to tell myself that sometimes too because I have a bad habit of taking on other people's mess. <laughs> And mm. I end up drained. And then when I turn around and just need a prayer and everybody gone, like, you know, there's nobody around to say it's something similar to Jesus web. I mean, they can't tell me anything. And, you know, I had to come to a point where I had to stop doing that and not only stop doing it, but stop beating myself up for doing it because I'm a nurturer. I'm a fixer by nature. That's just that's the Virgo in me. And it was starting to, my mom told me I've been like that since I was a little girl. And it just got to a point where it was draining me and it was affecting me. And when I come home and now I'm irritated because of what you got going on. And so you just have to be, everybody just has to be, excuse me, mindful of those, those that we keep around us, especially when you're in such vulnerable seasons of your life. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing that got opened my eyes too. Um, I went through the the process of sitting down. I had a team of doctors. I had a team. And um, in our discussion, a few of them left because I let them know what I wanted, mm-hmm. what I needed out mm-hmm. of and what they needed to be capable of. And then how I was participating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna just agree with everything Right. That you put me on. Like right. I and I was like on 40 pills a day, like 20 in the morning, 20 at night. Like that's what that's when I was like, y'all got to be kidding me. Like y'all, we gotta stop this. Absolutely. <laughs> so not only did I eliminate that, um, I had a few a couple of friends that didn't make it through that journey with me. And I was, I was. I was sad because <laughs> I mean I had gone through I don't life with them too. Like I felt like our relationship was strong, but apparently mm-hmm. it wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what God opened my eyes to as well. I had I went through a divorce during that time. I was married. Mm-hmm. People could not go with me where God was taking me. Child. <laughs> It was about complete healing. It wasn't just about my body. Mm-hmm. He was like, you had enough. Come we on. got work to do. Right. <laughs> and all of these other people are holding you back. Okay. 
<laughs> we are right here. I'm so there. I, I get it. <laughs> and I was, I, I didn't even, you know, for me, whether I was too nice or, you know, placating, you know, people's feelings. Cause like, just like you, I was the person that would be there to help mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with anything that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't really know, I'd find out for you. Mm -hmm. Like right. that's what type of person right. I was. And knowing that that took away from what God was doing. I first, I, you know, repented because that's what it was it was a disobedience in not hearing what he was saying in those times so I went even after you know my transplant I went through the phase of healing the rest of me mm -hmm. and making sure that I took in all of what I just got out of because I didn't want to have PTSD you know of the trauma that I went through with losing people and uh losing people that I got to know during that time Mm -hmm. um, that were suffering too. A lot of people I lost, mm -hmm. but so much I gained. It was that peace that mm -hmm. I gained <laughs> and can't nobody tell me to go back to the way okay. that I was living. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why food, you talking about food, that's nothing to me. Mm -hmm. My mind has been transformed I think that was one of the questions I'm going to ask you too. Like in what ways <laughs> you felt like you were transformed the most, but that's what we've been talking about is well, everything. Yeah. He'll show you all the spiritual behind it mm -hmm. that you didn't even realize. That's why everything is intentional. Every decision now. Yeah. I, <laughs> the mind, I mean, it has transformed me in a lot of ways because I think, um, God, in a lot of ways, has allowed me to kind of take a backseat. Well, I don't know if it's backseat. Um, kind of just watch my life from a bird's eye view, kind of, so to speak, to where I see people for who they are. Um, like you said, I've lost some people along the way. I'm talking about people I thought were you know, my A1 day ones, like, you know, would never go anywhere. And sure enough, I mean, because one thing about one thing I've learned is my prayer has always been God remove those who mean me no good, who are not meant for me, that are not ordained to be in my life and on my journey. But I have learned on the journey that you also have to prepare for what you ask for, prepare for mm -hmm. what you pray for. Right. Because when he gets the removing and plucking, it might be that best friend. It might be a cousin. I mean, whoever, a family member, it might be the one that you just talked to the night before and y'all had an hour long conversation and you just never know, but it's necessary. And it's sometimes this thing, it may take a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but um it is necessary like like that fantasia song it's necessary it's so necessary because everybody is not meant for your journey they may have come and served a purpose and that is it and then a lot of time we get connected with people that god never even meant for us to be connected to and they have to be cut off <laughs> so there's a lot there's I could talk I could talk all day about that I mean there's plenty <laughs> I know good chapters in my book I, I could talk about that but again it's just 
you just have to be so mindful of your mindset because your mindset can really change your life. Once you get in tune with that and spiritually get in tune, it, I mean, it just brings about a peace that you just can't even explain. So when people do act a fool, you like, okay, <laughs> okay. And you just let people go on. You let people walk. Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> snip, snip. Yeah. <laughs> so, the art, and, and there's nothing like mastering the art of goodbye. And then sometimes I've been in situations where I said, okay, God, I, if, if I'm not strong enough to remove myself, then you remove them. You got to walk away sometimes and be okay with it and not look back. So you don't turn into a pillar of salt. Don't look back. <laughs> so, and, and it's okay. You We're growing and changing every day whether you're 33 63 73 doesn't matter so you just have to know that it's levels to it and everybody is not meant for each level yeah something that came to mind um when when those people are leaving you know how you saying you having these emotions about it and grace said something about ptsd and then you know um i know you shared Kia about anxiety, depression, and all all of the things that come along with all this extra, these extra attachments, this extra luggage and baggage you're carrying, you know, Mm -hmm. from all the people that you're trying to help and you're trying to tug along with you on this journey when they're not supposed to be going. But also these negative emotions cause disease in your body. Mm-hmm. And so that is is also contributing to it, you know, depression and anxiety and stress. It does something to you. Mm-hmm. It does something to mm-hmm. you. I mean, uh, uh, a long term living under uh, abusive conditions and and stressful conditions can take you out, can take you out of here. You know, and and then you'll live a life of misery and dealing with headaches and and even problems with digestion and all kind of stuff. Just and this is just from emotional trauma. Right. And dealing with people. And so let alone something else going on with you that's outside of that. So, yes, that is a good prayer. And yes, yeah, sometimes we need to cut people we don't even think we need to cut. cut. But along along this journey, um, as my relationship with God continues to grow stronger, I find, like you said, the art of goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this skill <laughs> is, is, I mean, is it's still good. It's just bye. <laughs> we good all good, but I ain't got to talk to you right now. Right, <laughs> right. Still all good, yeah. but I got to. I pray bye. for I pray for you mm-hmm. in my prayers. I ain't got to get right. on the phone to pray right now. And you got to be know, intentional so. with that too. You got to be mm-hmm. intentional with your goodbye. Don't be saying goodbye and still holding on. You know, looking back. You know, still talking. <laughs> you all right? Forward. You know, because. I've done Forward. that before. <laughs> I've cut people off, and then I'd be like, "Girl, just checking on you." Uh, uh-uh. uh, 
If your phone, your phone ain't you look, your phone not ringing. They don't pick up the phone when they they ain't saying that they thought about you or hey, let's go to lunch or whatever. So why would I continue to give that energy to somebody who's not reciprocating? I'm all about reciprocity. Okay, I feel like I know everybody's not gonna love like how I love. But if I can check on you or if I can just, you know, see how you're doing or drop little love, drop love or nuggets or whatever, you should be able to do the same. If, if I am who I if I am who you say I am to to you, you should be able to check on me as well. When If your phone is not ringing, how, how you're reaching out to them, there's another sign. Red flag. Cut. <laughs> and just be intentional yeah. about your goodbye and don't look back. Because that's how the enemy keeps us wrapped up in these people in these situations that, again, is hindering us. That's not meant for us because we can't fully let go. You literally you really have to give that thing or that person over to God and say, OK, this no longer serves me. It's, it's time to go and be OK and, and know that mm -hmm. it's OK. Yeah, Jesus taught us that lesson when he cursed the fig tree that didn't bear fruit, you know, and. That reciprocity is a sign mm -hmm. that the seed you planted in that person is fruitful, that they are fruitful oh, and that God. you are giving love and they know how to show love back. So right. their ground must have been stony or they had some birds coming out there nipping at, they, <laughs> nipping at that seed. Mm -hmm. It's something going on. They got some weeds. They need to get <laughs> moved out the way. Right. But if they can't reciprocate, you know, if it's something, if they can't be fruitful in the season with you, mm -hmm. then uh, that's also a sign that they need to be pruned. You know, they, they got another season. They ain't in your season. They in another season. They got to do some more cultivating of this ground. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start using that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> you need another season. I think you need another season. You got another season. You ain't in my season. You got like one more. That. Yeah. Okay. You're not there yet. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we got to think of what would Jesus do? He, he, That's it. Good. <laughs> And he wouldn't yeah. think twice about it. He wouldn't he think twice he about didn't. it. He didn't. As soon as and he couldn't find it, that was it. And it's it all like, in hey. love, too. It's all in <laughs> love. It is. Yeah, my and you got to believe that part. I didn't get that from my mom, though. <laughs> my mom is like that. When I tell you she can cut somebody off and not hey, think twice about it. But me, I'd be like, well, you know, maybe, maybe the Lord did. I, I, I give people too many chances. I, but I know that about myself. And I have worked on it because you're not going to keep burning me. And, and I'm just not going to allow you to keep having that access to me. So I'm going to have to cut you off and, I, and, and know that it's okay. Yeah. And I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, how do you get like that? How, how can I get <clears throat> some of that? But you really just have to work on it every, every day. Yeah. You really do. Look, one man, <laughs> one man sows, another man waters, but God gives the increase. Let mm -hmm. God be the increase that they need. It ain't gonna come from you anyway. That's something that I had to learn too. Mm -hmm. Learn how to do my assignment and go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the assignment has been fulfilled. God has worked his purpose in me. Let God do the next for the next person. Who next? Who next? <laughs> That's where I am, right? <laughs> in this life, but that's what Kia just said. You had to tell your husband that you can't be everybody's everything. Hey. You ain't the sower, the waterer, the the pruner, the 
the uh, husbandman in the garden. Like you right. gotta, hey, mm -hmm. you'll see what's sown. Mm -hmm. Now go but, and pray and pray for the Lord. To we gonna feel like increase. we're going to yeah. feel like we have a lot of unfinished business, but there's a purpose for that because God is doing it mm -hmm. essentially, and we have to trust that He is doing this, even what He's doing in us, right. and that He gonna He gonna work it out. Like mm -hmm. I'm not discouraged when I see someone still in a certain predicament, but I have spoken what I needed to. I spoke the peace that they needed to hear. It may take them something more. And I got to say, all right, mm -hmm. <laughs> you need another season. <laughs> okay. I really like that. <laughs> I know. I'm telling yeah. you, it's about yeah. to be mine. I'm about to it's coin your, it. Hey, you, you got your season. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> but I have to, I hate to cut it. Uh, it's not short because we've been here for an hour now. A little over <laughs> I would say cut it short. I'm going to cut it long. and um, <laughs> But I also want to mention, I actually put together for everyone who is tuning in tonight, actually for anyone, but even if you're watching the, the replay, you'll, you'll have access to it. But I put together a guide of foods that will boost your immune system. And there's also a, a word that I put in there as well, just to help everyone with... Um, just the, the discipline of your mind and how to strengthen your mindset to prepare you for living a healthy life because sincerely and honestly, that's what God wants. He cares about everything that you're going through, even your health, even what, you're, what you are consuming. So right. once again, I praise God for you, Kia. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you are doing. I love the message you. that you are sharing because it is one that I am too. Like you need to mm -hmm. go through this. Right. And um yeah, I encourage you to continue to share. Continue to share. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's for going and it's going to get it's gonna get hard. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. But continue moving forward because there are people out here that need it, that yeah. need you. And she'll oh, definitely be a guest again. Oh. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I know because we was going into some other word there. I mean, right. We like to do we'd like to do part twos and part threes. That's what okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> Yes, planet. But praise God for all of you who are tuning in as well. Um, we yes. truly pray that you have been blessed by this episode. If all hearts and minds are clear and everyone is focused on your fortitude and his grace, <laughs> praise God. You all stay blessed and we will see you all next Friday um, on our podcast. We're here every single week. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again grace i really appreciate the invitation thank you absolutely absolutely no problem love you love you love, love you too sister. thank you so much <laughs> thank right. you